So at the very beginning of that communication, telling the person why you're communicating with them, um, and then maybe moving into a story that you think is going to connect with that audience. And then you want to close with the specific ask that you have for that individual or for that um, specific communication. You're on a mission and you just need more people to know about it. And whether you're brand new to marketing or a seasoned pro, we are all looking for answers to make marketing decisions with purpose. I'm Monica Pitts, a techie, crafty business owner, mom, and aerial dancer who solves communication challenges through technology. This podcast is all about digging in and going digital. I'll share my marketing know-how and business experience from almost 20 years of misadventures. I'll be your backup dancer so you can stop doubting and get moving towards marketing with purpose. Hello again, and welcome back to Nonprofit Marketing with Purpose. Today, I'm super excited because we are going to interview Casey Hammock. And the reason I brought Casey on this episode is because when it comes to year-end giving, when it comes to fundraising in general, people get really caught up in what to say. And, and not everybody is comfortable writing. Just because you're a director of development doesn't mean that you're a journalist or that you're a creative writer. And it doesn't mean that you're super comfortable in this sphere, but it all has to start somewhere, right? We have to learn from these experiences. And one of the things that Casey does in her business is help people with just this very thing. So today she's going to talk to us about writing story-based content and how we can incorporate that into our fundraising asks. And yeah, so without further ado, Casey, why don't you introduce yourself and your business and tell us about you? Hey, thanks for having me today. Uh, I'm Casey Hammock with Partner for Better, and I help uplift local nonprofits by helping them really tell their very best stories through grant writing, year-end reports, uh, white papers, all of those ways that they can connect with different audiences to both build their support base and the money that they need to do their absolute incredible work uh, in our community. And uh, I'm really passionate about this topic of storytelling because people do get really caught up with it. Um, and it can, in some ways, be broken down to a science. So I'm excited to dig into that. Yay. And I love your title that you have given yourself. Um, so tell us your job title. Yeah, I am your local conspirator for good. Um, I know a lot of people uh, in the traditional sense would say that I am a consultant, but I really prefer the title conspirator for good because um, I don't see myself coming into organizations as um, someone who's just going to tell you what to do, what's not going well, what's broken. Uh, I am a social worker and I want to come in and tell you what you're doing well, cheerlead you on and conspire with you for your incredible mission and help you do your best work. Now, those of you guys who listen often have probably heard me asking the questions that Casey helped me craft for our donor management system interviews because we've been interviewing people about their donor management software. And so 
this is this is Casey. Now you actually get to meet her. This is very exciting. <laughs> so thank you again for that because that was really helpful. And those interviews have been really fun. I've learned so much about how people manage their donor data and why they pick what they do. And I've even gotten some ideas for my own marketing too from it. Like I had a couple big light bulb moments while I was interviewing um, a couple of different people. So it's fun. You guys can listen to those too. Okay. So getting down to business, the first thing I thought that we should do is just talk about like, what does story-based content mean? Because I kind of feel like it's a, it's almost like a buzzword. It's like when people say white papers or people say SEO, like what in heaven's name is it? So what does it mean? Can you define story-based content for us, Casey? Yeah, absolutely. Story-based content is really starting with a story that you think is going to connect with the audience you want to connect with by showing an example of a population that you're working with in your nonprofit or uh, really exemplifying the work that you're doing. And instead of doing that with just facts and numbers or broadly describing the service that you're providing, you're talking about what it is like to be a part of your service or what it is like for a client who has been a part of the service that you're providing. I've seen some of our local nonprofits do this very, very well in their year-end giving letters and somehow managed to keep everything, including the ask all on one page. Yes. Always amazing. Like, wow. And I read them and I feel like what this person is going through and it really does motivate me and, and help me understand the need. Because I think that it's not just motivating me to give, it's also helping me understand that the need is there and that my money would go to help this type of person. So one question that I hear often from nonprofits is, do the stories have to be real, actual stories of people? Um, or can it be something that's almost like a combination of experiences? Like, tell me about that. Yeah, so before we even start talking about creating these stories, I think we have to start uh, with an even bigger concept, and that is ethical storytelling. Um, and this is the concept that any story we are telling about someone else, and even if that someone is kind of a collection of stories, we have permission to tell that story and we are telling it in a way that is true to their experience and not cherry picking um, the details that best fit with our mission or the story that we are wanting to tell. So that can be really tricky when you're pulling a bunch of stories together. Um, and while that can be effective, particularly if you're wanting to tell a story of like generally the type of client that maybe utilizes your service and what that's like to walk through the process, um, that can be okay. But when you start getting into more specific details of, for example, you know, maybe we serve a single mom who has three kids and no car, and this is how we supported them. If you have a specific client or clients in mind, um, it's important to fact check that with them and really involve them in that storytelling process. Uh, so actually working with clients, not only to just get 
those short snippets when you're doing uh, reviews with them and trying to get um, testimonials, but involving them in your year-end giving asks, having advisory boards and say, you know, we want to tell the story of what it's like to work with us. And we want to honor your experiences, both as a part of our system and more broadly as a human um, and letting them be a part of that. And while that can be scary for nonprofits, um, to, to involve people in something so important as your year-end fundraising, I think that you would be surprised how powerful the stories will be uh, when you let those who are having those experiences tell them. So I think what I'm hearing is if you were just describing, like say on a services page, we help um young moms with multiple children who often don't have transportation, that type of a general story, like just that's okay. But then when we are going to tell a story, maybe with somebody's name or give like the actual experience, then that should be not just cherry picked, but more uh, making sure that we're actually telling the true story that happened and we're not like fabricating parts of that person's story. Yeah, absolutely. And especially for young nonprofits, I can feel where this would be an interesting situation. A lot of people start and the only story they have is their own. Yeah. (laughs) And that's why they're starting this. Um, Any advice that you would give them? Is it okay to share your own story when you're getting started? Absolutely. Um, I think that that can be super powerful as well. In general, I would say writing story-based content is a combination of art and science and a little bit of magic. And some of that magic comes from the founders and the individual who, individuals who are at that nonprofit um, because there's a reason they're there. And when you can start with the mission of the organization and telling that story of why you're passionate about it, those stories can be just as powerful as telling a story of a client. Now, I know that um, every nonprofit has like a different tone. So some nonprofits have a, like their tonality is very sad. Like when I see the commercials come on with the sick dogs, I'm like, oh no, I can't do this commercial. I need to change the channel. Right. Um, and that's their tonality. And I understand that that what, that's what they're doing. Right. A lot of the nonprofits that we work with, they want to have a much more uplifting tonality. Right. And they want to show, okay, very short bit. This person is not okay to much longer bit. This is how they're okay. Now that we've helped them. And that's kind of their story structure. When they tell the stories, it's like, maybe a sentence or two about what their life was like before they helped them. And then going into the revitalization of this person's life. Right. And I'm sure everybody can have their own tone and their own structure, but how do we make sure that we're not like victimizing the people that we're telling the stories about? Um, Like, I mean, I guess it's one thing with dogs and cats in cages, but then, but, but humans are kind of a different scenario. I feel like so any advice on that. Um, I think it goes back to involving those clients in the story that you're telling 
uh, and making sure that they feel okay with the way that they're being represented. Uh, and I think we're really specifically talking about social service nonprofits mm-hmm. right now. Um, other nonprofits have different challenges, right? Like arts nonprofits being able to tell the story of how important uh, culture and creativity is in our community. Uh, and that's a totally different story. So I feel like each sector has those unique challenges and ultimately what it's going to come down to is how are you connecting with your audience? So what is your strategy? What is the story that you're wanting to tell? What, what is that why? And starting there and kind of working backwards then into the specific story you're wanting to tell. I completely agree. When we did a round of testimonials a few years ago, I sat down and I was like, this is what I want the testimonial to sound like. I want it to be this. And like, we wrote down what I felt like my perfect testimonial was going to be that I was going to get out of people. And then I had to think, so what questions do I need to ask people so that way they can say things that are similar to what I just said? And we broke it down into the questions. And the reason that I wanted the testimonial to sound like that was because I felt like that would alleviate some of the fears and um, and like buying roadblocks for people considering buying our services, right? So it was all there. And I think that you kind of have a similar concept to like breaking down this art of storytelling. You were saying before we came on air that you feel like it all starts with a goal. Do you want to take us through like, your mentality there? Yeah. Um, and I feel like I have a perfect story for working through this. So at the last local nonprofit that I was the executive director at First Chance for Children, I sent out a monthly newsletter and those newsletters were fairly short. I sent out one every single month. And at the beginning of the year with my marketing committee, I would create a strategy and we would say, One, what is our overall tone going to be for this year? What is our goal that works within our fundraising strategy? Are we trying to get more donors this year? Do we want to increase our audience base? And then let's break that down month by month and tell stories that um, are different every month, but kind of we've together throughout the year. And so then I would start each one of those monthly newsletters with a different story. Some of them including more facts and numbers, other about um, specific experiences that individuals have had. And by far the newsletters that received the largest response were ones that came frankly directly from my heart about the realness that was happening within the nonprofit in that month. And people just can connect to those experiences of human to human, what it can be like in some of these different fields. And so by starting with that goal each year, uh, we were really able to think about then that strategy. What story do we need to tell this month and what tools do I have around me? What experiences have I had as a leader? Uh, Do I know that my clients have had that I can then utilize to reach that goal? 
And as you're going through your day-to-day, even as the executive director, you're thinking to yourself, actually, I don't even think to myself, that that's probably actually overstating it. It's like, I just had this um, low level awareness of what's going on, right? You're just, you're present. And when you hear the story, you're like, wow, this is amazing. Like that. Thank you for sharing, first of all, to whomever told it to you. And then that's like that moment where you're like, okay, I need to remember that this needs to be the thing that goes in the newsletter because it's important. Right. Cause I do think that that is a challenge for people is just seeing those special moments, like, and remembering them because what we do every day is not what everybody else does every day. And, and, and so it's our, my goal usually to communicate, Hey, this is the coolness. This is the fun stuff. Like this is what you didn't know. Um, Are there other ways that you find those stories? Do you do like an ask, like you mentioned uh, an advisory board, maybe you ask your board itself. (laughs) Yeah. So a couple of other strategies, but one, keeping that strategy on top of mind, I am a really visual person. Uh, If you could see my desk right now, it's covered in sticky notes. And so when I would have those everyday moments that I would think to myself, like, wow, this is really powerful. I would just write it down on a sticky note and put it on a cork board or put it on my computer screen So I would have that for later. And then uh, I'm super nerdy. So I always had my annual strategy pinned up on my wall next to me. So every single day when I came into the office, I looked at that strategy. I looked at my year end goal and I would have that to start my day. Um, But some other strategies to getting those stories. Number one is involving your team. Uh, they're the boots on the ground. And as a leader, making sure that you are involving them in the entire organization and helping them understand how critical their work is, not only for the population that you're serving, but also for the organization's success is super critical. In my weekly staff meetings, we would have a question every single week about, um, you know, what is going well? What is one? And then there was a specific question of like, what is one special thing that you saw this week? Whether that was something that happened with a client, something with another team member or something out in the community and just really highlighting those special moments from every single team member every single week um, is a great place to start for building some of those stories. I also feel like the people who, like, if you are lucky enough to have extra help, support around the office, um, administrative folks, people that answer the phone, they always have the best stories and they can, all you have to do is ask. I love, I, you know, because you, if you're not at the front desk all the time, then you don't get to interact with everybody. And I feel like, especially those of us who are, in a higher level position within an organization, you can lose touch with everything that's going on. And so I love that you're, you are reaching out on a regular basis and asking like, what, what is your experience? Share it with us. That's such a fun thing to celebrate. Yeah. Um, I will say Jamie Fredericks really helped me build that strategy of leaving time in my calendar every single week to meet with someone and 
ask them why they're passionate about our organization, whether that was a donor or a board member, or even just taking a staff member to coffee to having that special one-on-one time, just every single week, asking someone about their story um, really helped me both build that content, but it's really, it's more than that, right? It's also staying passionate about the work that you're doing um, and, and building that energy within the organization. And I think also when people have the opportunity to tell their story, they leave those experiences feeling more empowered, more excited about your mission and more willing to be that cheerleader and tell someone else about your organization as well. One trick that, cause I, you know, how I love technology. Um, yeah. so I feel like the most important thing, um, to make sure you don't do though, is don't forget like this story. Right. And so Casey uses sticky notes, I use this program called Millinote and I make like little, like I literally will make screenshots of stuff from social media stories and posts. And then I just save the images into this one specific board. That's my like stories board. I think you could use a Google doc. Um, yeah, but there's then, oh, Google ahead. note. Google yeah. note does the exact same thing. Um, and I'm a huge Google product user and they have the same thing. And it's really easy. You can have it on your phone and your computer and your tablet, and then you never lose those sticky notes. (laughs) Yes. It's so important. And the other really fun app that I would encourage you to try out when you're having some of these conversations, if people are willing, there's an app called Otter and it is a dictation software. And I have many times asked, like, is it okay if I record this conversation? Because what I want to be able to do is go back in and remember it exactly the way that you said it. Because when you're interviewing somebody and they, they'll say it and you like get this feeling inside, you're like, wow, I could not have said that any better. That was so powerful. And you can try to sum it up on the other side, but if you have it recorded and you can like hear it again, it's awesome. And especially then if it's uh, transcribed, then you can read and find the moment instead of having to listen to the whole 30 minute or however many long conversation. So Otter is another great free app that you can use for that. I'm sure you can use notes too, but then not transcribed. Anyway. Uh, Ditter, ditter, ditter. Ditter. Ditto on Otter. Love that software too. (laughs) So all kinds of fun tricks, folks. You just got to pick the one that really works for you. Um, So as far as like storytelling in like a written ask, because that's, you know, sort of what we're talking about today. Any advice on that? Any recipes that you use to make sure that you get it right? That's a great question. Um, I think it depends on the medium. So the, the stories that I tell, particularly now when I'm working with different clients and um, different nonprofits are really different based on the medium. And when we talk about medium, I'm thinking about email, written letters, social media, um, handwritten thank you notes. Don't forget about that as a storytelling opportunity. It's going to be different because the goal of each of those is different, right? Mm -hmm. So again, you have to go back to what is the goal for the specific 
communication that you're providing. Um, and I like to start any communication that I'm doing with that why. So at the very beginning of that communication, telling the person why you're communicating with them, Mm -hmm. um, and then maybe moving into a story that you think is going to connect with that audience. For some audiences, that is going to be more numbers and facts, dry information about X program provides X number of meals in this county. And some people do just want to hear that. For others, they want to hear about that particular mom or family and their experience and what it meant for them to receive that food. And then you want to close with the specific ask that you have for that individual or for that um, specific communication. So in a thank you note, that is going to be, you know, your donation helped us do this or thank you for meeting with me and telling me your story. This really makes a difference in social media. It might be, we need you to share this post so others can hear this story. And then in a fundraising letter, it might be, we need a hundred dollars so we can help another family just like this one. So starting with that goal in mind and kind of having three major sections is a really great recipe for meeting those goals. I love that. And especially whenever I write, if I'm writing an ask or even an email that's asking somebody to do something, there's like a, a part at the top of my Word document where I'm like, what is the goal of this thing? Um, And what are the points that you think you need to hit? And then half the time I'll start, I'll just start writing and I'll forget one of the points until I go back up and look at that review. And that's one of the things that at the top of all of our year end giving email templates, we have up at the top. It's like, what is the purpose of this email? Like I wrote it up there for people. So that way when they're editing it, they can be like, is it achieving this purpose? How can you achieve the purpose? Um, so I, yes, I love that. So we're going to recap that one. So the first thing you said is why are you communicating? And that's how you start off your, your communication with them. And that's the part that I stick up at the top. So I don't forget (laughs) you you can word however you want. This is just my outline, right? And then you go into a story and I'm really glad that you mentioned that a story doesn't just necessarily have to be about people. It can also be a story that's crafted with, with numbers or just making a point through a dialogue. Yeah. And then you close with your ask, like, what do you want them to do? And that you said depends on the medium. So for social media, it might be share, um, in your actual letter, it might be fill out this form and mail back in a check or it might be scan the QR code, go out to this website, like whatever it is. Um, So do you use the same story then and kind of like adjust it for your mediums? Is that what you do? Yes. Um, Both shortening it, lengthening it, adding, subtracting details. You can really use the one major theme 
and then change it for each of those mediums. So for example, at First Chance, I would write a lot of blog posts and then I would take that blog post and maybe shorten it, add some different details for our newsletter, which is an audience that likes more facts and details. So add in some of those. And then I would change it again for Facebook, where I'm gonna make that much shorter, a couple of sentences and link back to the blog post. And then on Instagram, we're gonna make a really nice graphic, maybe put one sentence on there and say that the link to the full information is in our bio. And then if it's a really powerful story and does well across all of those, I might consider keeping that information for our year-end report, which would have a completely different format as well. And then as we're writing grants, um, which I love helping organizations do, stories can be super powerful. And if there's one that works well, let's figure out how to put that in a grant application or a letter of intent on your cover page. I love the recycling. Recycling is awesome. And it's not just for bottles. Yes. (laughs) It's for content too. (laughs) And two friends, like if, if an email does well, you can use it again. Um, If, like, especially if it's over the course of years, right? Like, yeah. If your social post does well, or even if it doesn't do well, you can pull out another part of that story and highlight that and put that out in another social post, maybe with a different graphic. So you can kind of recycle even more because I always tell folks that not everybody's going to latch on to the same part of your story. And so if you have multiple parts of your story, especially for social media, you can break it into little chunks and then think this one's for the mothers. This one's for the grandmothers. This one's for the fathers, you know, and and make sure that you're talking to everybody about what maybe they want to see. Monica, should I tell them my secret? You don't know the secret secret either. I want it. Okay. Um, I used for about two or three years the pretty much same social media campaign for my year-end giving and also my email newsletter strategy. I took what worked each year and kept it and then added in new details, switched up sometimes some of the graphics, but sometimes not. And Nobody ever knew. (laughs) And it was super successful. We raised more money every single year by building on what worked, pulling out what didn't. uh, And it saved me hours and hours and hours. Yes. We do the same thing with Como Gives. I won't lie. It it is because, um, and for those of you who don't know, Como Gives is Columbia, Missouri, actually it's more than Columbia, Missouri though, because now we have multiple counties in it, but it's the community's year-end month-long online giving campaign that's powered by the Community Foundation of Central Missouri and May Create is lucky enough to get to be the digital media sponsor and web development gurus behind it. And years ago, I was like, wow, look at the conversion rate on these emails. This is crazy. Like these people are so likely to donate. And so I made a whole series of them and we go in and we edit them every year. And this, like for the last three years, they're not, I mean, we switch out data to make it relevant. We switch out dates, but 
but the shell of the email is the same, right? You know, it because because it worked last time. Mm-hmm. So, so we should keep using it. <laughs> it's gonna convert at 40%. I like that email. <laughs> Not all of them do, though. Just the giving Tuesday one. <laughs> <laughs> so anything else? I like. As we're wrapping up this conversation, is there anything else that you want to tell people about writing story-based content, integrating it into their fundraising asks? You're the expert. Yeah, I think I would just like to end with, if you need help, I am here as a resource. Um, Those stories belong in your organization. Uh, They are one of the most powerful tools that you have. And if you're not sure where to start, if you need someone who has some fresh eyes to tell that story, give me a call and let's figure out what that looks like for your organization, because you are doing incredible, incredible work. Uh, I don't even know which nonprofits are listening, but I already know you do incredible work. And I know that you have stories to tell that deserve to be told. And let's help you do that. It is a lot easier to tell them when you're from the outside looking in. It's, it would actually be easier if like, if you're a nonprofit and, and you don't like to write about yourself, maybe you just call the nonprofit next door and you write all their stuff and they write all your stuff and you just yeah. edit, you just <laughs> edit back and forth. Cause it is so much easier to tell the story when it's not your own, you know, cause it's just hard to write about yourself. It's hard. But we're here for you guys, okay? And and so Casey will help you out. Also remember that there's all those free resources out on maycreate.com. We have everything from free Giving Tuesday email templates. The people who go through our year-end giving training get a whole month worth of year-end giving emails and social media. So like it's, it's there for you. We, we are gonna hook you up with things that you can edit and make your own too. <laughs> All right. So Casey, if they need your help with storytelling or grant writing, um, year-end report, how do they get a hold of you? Yeah. Uh, the best way is to go to my website. It's partnerforbetter.com. And I've got all my contact information there. You can also find me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Um, and I'm happy to connect and grab a cup of coffee and See how we might be able to work together. Yeah. Or should I say conspire for good? They ask for the conspirator for good (laughs) (laughs) because she will conspire goodness for you as well. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I always learn so much from you and hopefully everybody else did too. So keep planning that year and giving you guys. It is an amazing time of year to ask for donations and Until next time, go forth and market with purpose. Now, before I let you go, will you please review this podcast wherever you're listening? It will help us show up when people are looking for answers to the problems that this podcast will help them solve. So if you're a fan and you haven't reviewed the podcast, please 
leave me a review. That would be so awesome. I would love to hear your feedback. And if this was your first time, I mean, double welcome. And I hope you learned a thing or two. So leave a review so we can connect with even more awesome nonprofits just like you and help them on their journey to less stressful and more successful marketing. Thanks again for your time today. Mm -hmm.